Thomas Tuchel said Raheem Sterling's £47.5 million signing from rivals Manchester City was Chelsea's number one priority back in the summer. Less than a couple months later, Tuchel is gone and working out how to get the best from Raheem is fast becoming Graham Potter's number one concern. Tuchel was understandably enthused by the capture of a four-time Premier League winner from a fellow Big Six side and highlighted the flexibility, mobility, and attacking options at the front. Raheem would add to his side. Tuchel's replacement Potter has spoken similarly of Sterling since taking the reins at Stamford Bridge, praising his flexibility, ability, and quality to play in several positions. But whereas his predecessor immediately installed Sterling into the attack, Potter has utilized the England international's tactical versatility by deploying him in a variety of positions, including wing-back. Even while the head coach enjoyed a nine-game unbeaten run at the start of his Chelsea career, his use of Sterling raised eyebrows. Whether playing as a winger, a striker, or as a wing-back, the fact remains that Sterling has just one goal and one assist under Potter. There's a danger that Chelsea and Potter's problem also becomes one shared by England and Gareth Southgate. After spending the majority of his seven years at City as a winger, Sterling has not only had to adapt to a new club but also a range of new positions following his return to London with Chelsea. The former QPR youngster initially lined up as a false nine in Tuchel's 3-4-3 system before finding himself playing as part of a front two alongside Kai Havertz once the head coach switched to a 4-4-2. The tweak seemed to suit Sterling who, after going scoreless in his first three games, then scored three times in his next two matches. But Potter's arrival has seen Sterling moved again, with deployments at both right and left wing back, as well as a role in the front three, as the former Brighton boss has largely reverted Chelsea to a three at the back formation. As well as wanting to take advantage of Sterling's flexibility, Potter also cited injuries as a reason for his use of Sterling. The head coach admitted it's not straightforward with losing the players we have and that he is constantly trying to find the right balance. Potter has had to cope with the losses of Reese James, Wesley Fofana, and N'Golo Kant. With the absence of James, Chelsea's only true right wing back, causing a particular headache. Sterling was the first player tasked with replacing James, but that experiment was ended after only 45 minutes. In the four matches since, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Cesar Espilicueta have each started one match at right wing back, while Christian Pulisic has started there twice. It's clear that Potter is still searching for the best way to cope with the loss of James. Sterling's action at wing-back has instead largely come on the left. His first game there was at home to Red Bull Salzburg in Potter's first game, when Reese James started on the opposite flank, and three of Sterling's last four appearances have come in that role. That is despite Ben Chilwell and Mark Cucurella, two natural left wing-backs, being available. There is, of course, an element of Potter still getting to grips with the Chelsea squad he inherited just a week after the closure of a transfer window that saw the Blues sign eight first-team players. Potter has also been deprived of time to work with his squad on the training pitch due to the compressed schedule as a result of the Winter World Cup, meaning many tactical experiments have had to be carried out in public view on match days. Clues to Potter's tactical ideas upon joining Chelsea were also on show during his time at Brighton when he often switched between three- and four-man defenses and helped to turn wingers like Solly March and Leandro Trossard into wingbacks. After Sterling's first outing as a wingback in the one-to-one home draw with Salzburg, Potter said the Austrian's ability to block the middle was behind his use of the former City player. 
Salzburg played in a 4-3-1-2 formation, meaning Sterling had no winger to contend with, while Villa's 4-3-2-1 and Brentford's 3-5-2, in theory, provided similar opportunities for him to use his attacking talents in one-on-one -on -one matchups with opposition defenders. In the two matches against AC Milan and for the visit of Manchester United, teams that do play with wingers, it was telling that Potter moved Sterling back into the attack and played more orthodox defenders at wingback. It's fair to wonder whether Potter regrets lining Sterling and Pulisic up as wingbacks at Brighton when the head coaches returned to the South Coast ending in a humbling 4-1 defeat to his former club. The two wingers had played in similar roles in the 2-1 win at Salzburg, which perhaps provided Potter with the confidence to stick with such a bold plan at the MX Stadium. Brighton had regularly used a 3-4-3 formation under Potter's successor Roberto De Zerbi, which, if repeated, meant Sterling would again be able to push into the final third from wingback, safe in the knowledge there was no winger waiting to pounce in the space he had vacated. However, De Zerbi moved to a 4-2-3-1 for the visit of Chelsea, which appeared to catch the visitors out as Brighton swarmed all over them in the opening exchanges. By the time Sterling was withdrawn, the Blues were well on their way to a heavy defeat. Before their clash with the Seavils, Chelsea had conceded just four times in their nine matches under Potter, which suggests his tactical chopping and changing didn't have an adverse effect on his team's defensive performances. But has Potter's tinkering negatively impacted Sterling? He registers fewer goals, assists, and take-ons per 90 minutes from wing-back than he does when playing in a more advanced role. However, the difference in Sterling's output when looking at these metrics isn't as stark as could perhaps be expected, with the exception of the fact he is yet to complete a take-on from wing-back. But he has managed to record more shots and final third passes from a more withdrawn role showing his attacking output hasn't been hugely reduced by Potter's experiment. This can perhaps be explained by Potter appearing to ask Sterling to play in an extremely attacking manner from wingback. The average positions taken up by Sterling in the matches when he has played in that position and shows he has spent almost all of his time in the opponent's half. What is more concerning for Chelsea is how greatly Sterling's attacking output has declined since he left City. His totals for goals, assists, shots, completed take-ons and final third passes have all dropped since he swapped the Etihad Stadium for Stamford Bridge. Given the fitness concerns surrounding Reese James, Kyle Walker, and Kyle Walker-Peters, plus Gareth Southgate's apparently lukewarm feelings towards Trent Alexander-Arnold, it will be interesting to see whether the England manager takes note of Sterling's performances at wing-back ahead of the World Cup. The mixed results produced in that position by Sterling, no one's idea of a natural defender, may not encourage Southgate to copy Potter's blueprint, particularly given he is on record as saying Alexander-Arnold's lack of opportunities at right wing-back are at least in part due to his all-round game being behind his rivals. But the more obvious reason for Southgate snubbing Sterling as a wing-back is that he will already be penned in as a key component of the attack in Qatar. The former Liverpool player has 79 caps and 19 goals for his country, the majority of which have come under Southgate and was named in the team of the tournament at Euro when he played exclusively in the forward line. There are parallels to be drawn between Sterling's current situation and the one in which he found himself going into that tournament. In the summer, Sterling was coming off a season with City that saw him record his lowest combined goals and assists total in five years, while he missed out on the starting 11 in all but two of the team's knockout matches on their way to the Champions League final. While Sterling's place in Chelsea's team remains safe, 
His performances are again being questioned in the build-up to a major international tournament. Southgate and England will be hoping he can respond the way he did 18 months ago, by helping to inspire the team all the way to the final. Given Sterling's output in a Chelsea shirt hasn't drastically differed depending on his position, it cannot be as simple as saying that restoring him to a regular role in the attack will bring about a revival of his fortunes. Potter also needs to be given leeway regarding his selections as he gets to grips with a new squad amid a hectic fixture schedule. While Sterling said after joining Chelsea that he was excited to work under Thomas Tuchel's management, he has been positive about Potter's use of him as a wingback, saying he enjoyed the role and that over time it'll get better following the draw against Salzburg. But the fact remains that in over 450 senior club appearances, Sterling has started fewer than a dozen of those as a wingback, some of which came under Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool the best part of a decade ago. Since the start of the season, only three players, Mohamed Salah, Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy, have scored more Premier League goals than Sterling, who spent the majority of that time as a left-winger under Pep Guardiola at City. With Chilwell and Cucurella more natural options at left-wingback, redeploying Sterling as an attacker is easily done. Being offered a more consistent and familiar role in the side would surely help Sterling to adapt to Chelsea and to Potter after so long under Guardiola's spell in Manchester. Remember to follow Golia and hit the love heart or share it with a loved one.